Welcome to Sprouts, radio from the grassroots, a weekly program that showcases radio production by independent community media. We bring local stories to a global audience produced at a different location every week. This is Earth Riot Radio, and I'm Savitri D with Reverend Billy and the Stop Shopping Choir in New York City. Today on Sprouts, we explore the evolution of Earth activism as extinction number six accelerates. Earth Alleluia. Out of the toxins in the air! 
is coming. The earth is coming. I'm about to uh, go down to Times Square and preach. And that's going to be one of the things that I shout again and again and again. The earth is on its way. The earth is alive. The earth has a plan for us. Uh, people, I'm in Jason's sound studio here in Harlem. And we're putting this Sprouts show together right now for you. Our theme today is the fabulous unknown. After this summer, the fire, the flood, the drought, the starvation, tragedies everywhere, the unknown is right in front of us, coming through us, ripping the roof of our houses off. The unknown, these storms, nobody can explain them. It's like being born. It's like dying. No explanation. It's life, raw life. And the earth is teaching us. Now you think, well, if you're unknown, then what are you teaching? Well, for instance, the earth has said in no uncertain terms that we have to stop poisoning the air and the water and the atmosphere with CO2. The number one financier of these poisons is J.P. Morgan Chase, headquartered right here in New York. And I'm going to be preaching about Chase down in Times Square. Well, the power that I will have, if I have any power at all in my preaching, will be the unknown in me. I'm walking through the dark light where no names are given. I'm filled with the fabulous unknown. That gives us power in our earth-defending activism. That's the power we have against the poisons. And so when I walk into Chase Bank, and I've got all those employees and workers out there, I've got the unknown in me, and they have the unknown in them. And they have families and children like I do. And we have something in common. And then we can identify what we share. The earth that we have in us, we can, we can say, you know what, I've got that too. So I'm not going to go in there and alienate these people. I'm not going to block their doors. Ooh, we got a siren coming in in Harlem. That's a part of the show today. Because, boy, we have an emergency. But in our emergency, with the earth unleashing this unbelievable summer of fire and flood, we have hope. We have something to talk about, to share. We have somewhere to go. earth hallelujah. Let's get everybody shouting. I love the earth. Earth Louia. Listening to Sprouts Radio from the Grassroots, a weekly program bringing you local radio productions of global interest. I'm Reverend Billy here, and this is Earth Riot Radio. And today, in our episode, we're examining the role of what we call the fabulous unknown. That's just a reference to the mystery of the natural world 
in these tragedies that are now compounded around the earth, we're asking ourselves, what role does that mystery have in our earth-defending activism? Somebody give me an earth hallelujah. Hello, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. Hundreds of wildfires burning across Louisiana have killed two people and burned through an estimated 60,000 acres of land. Dangerously dry conditions are expected to continue. The biggest of the wildfires, the Tiger Island Fire in southwest Louisiana near the Texas border, has been burning for a week, engulfing more than 30,000 acres since August 22nd. Louisiana has seen nearly 600 fires in August, exacerbated by triple-digit temperatures that broke records in parts of the state and the strongest drought ever recorded. It is one of the worst wildfires we've seen since at least the Second World War, said Governor John Bell Edwards. As temperatures rise, so does the maltreatment of children. Drawing from a decade's worth of data from state child protection agencies, researchers analyzed the effects of extreme temperatures on child welfare. Focusing on the most vulnerable group, children up to four years old, the study pinpointed an upswing in maltreatment, specifically neglect, during hot periods. Once the temperature reaches 95 degrees, the rate of maltreatment increased by about 5%, compared with when temperatures are in the 60s. Notably, researchers found that air conditioning does not eliminate the temperature maltreatment link. Scientists predict that during the period 2061 to 2080, climate change will lead to an uptick in maltreatment of 13%. Just one week of an organic diet effectively reduces levels of the herbicide glyphosate in pregnant women's urine. The average reduction ranged from 25 to 30% and rose to 43% after the researchers excluded participants who did not perfectly comply with an all-organic diet. Glyphosate, the active ingredient in the weed killer Roundup, is the most widely used pesticide in U.S. agriculture. 80% of Americans have detectable levels of the chemical in their urine. Exposure to glyphosate may pose particular risks during pregnancy. Past research has linked the herbicide to premature birth and low birth weights, both of which are associated with higher infant mortality and developing a range of diseases later in life. A new federal study for the first time shows a direct association with PFAS chemicals found in the blood of thousands of military personnel and testicular cancer. Using banked blood drawn from Air Force servicemen, researchers found strong evidence that airmen who were firefighters had elevated levels of PFAS in their bloodstreams, and the airmen with testicular cancer had higher serum levels of PFAS than those who had not been diagnosed with cancer. Last year, subsidies for oil, coal, and natural gas reached a record high of $7 trillion, according to a report by the IMF, which works out to $13 million every minute. That's nearly double what the world spends on education and equal to roughly 7% of global economic output. Hurricane Adalia could become 2023's costliest climate disaster for the U.S., the Category 3 storm barreled into Florida's west coast from the Gulf of Mexico, then carved a path of destruction and flooding through Georgia and the Carolinas. It has a preliminary price tag between $9 and $20 billion. It follows 15 previous individual weather and climate disasters recorded in the U.S. already this year by NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration as unprecedented heat, wildfires, storm, and floods escalate. 
Cumulatively, NOAA said that by the end of July, which NASA said was Earth's hottest month on record, the total estimated cost of the damage caused by the disasters was $39.7 billion. That figure does not include the estimated $5.5 billion cost to rebuild the town of Lahaina, following devastating wildfires that raised the Hawaiian island of Maui this month. Canada has experienced a summer of extreme weather events and record-shattering temperatures. Inuit communities, some above the Arctic Circle, have broken records with temperatures above 90 degrees Fahrenheit. With at least a month left in the wildfire season, fires have burned the equivalent of an area the size of the state of Georgia, about 38 million acres of forests, more than seven times the annual average. The fires have forced nearly 200,000 Canadians to evacuate from their homes this year and led to the deployment of thousands of foreign firefighters to help, as experts have called for a fundamental rethinking of Canada's forest management and firefighting. The government and other experts have also warned that increasing droughts, heat waves, and heavy rains exacerbated by climate change are leading to the sharp decline of British Columbia's salmon population, especially of species that spend more time in rivers. Thousands of salmon have been found dead in rivers and creeks on the province's Pacific coast amid severe drought in the past two years. New research suggests that coral reefs in the Pacific islands of Palau are becoming increasingly tolerant to thermal stress brought on by climate change. The study found that Palau's coral reefs appeared to suffer less bleaching over three successive marine heat waves in 1998, 2010, and 2017. While the findings provide some hope for coral reefs, one expert says the study has some limitations in providing a clear picture of how corals respond to different heat events. The Biden administration has stopped helping states rebuild from past disasters with money from the federal government's main emergency fund, which is nearing depletion from dozens of storms and wildfires this year. Under new spending restrictions, the federal disaster fund can be spent only to address life-threatening emergencies. Federal Emergency Management Agency Administrator Deanne Criswell said, FEMA is using its remaining disaster funds only for critical response efforts to Idalia, the Maui fires, and any other extreme weather events. FEMA said in an internal memo that its disaster fund is approaching exhaustion and that restrictions are needed due to the current disaster environment with a major fire and multiple hurricanes. Researchers used wireless neural recording and imaging devices to listen in on the hippocampal brain activity of groups of Egyptian fruit bats as they flew freely within a large flight room. The researchers were surprised to find that in this social setting, the bats' place neurons encoded not only the animal's location, but also information about the presence or absence of other bats, and even the specific identity of bats in their path. The mounting cost of natural disasters, including extreme weather events fueled by a warming climate, has insurers and public agencies looking to share the financial burden with Wall Street. Catastrophe bonds transform the risk of multi-billion dollar natural disasters into securities that pay off for investors, so long as they make the right bet on exactly how bad things will get. Some of the market's savviest participants, including hedge funds, pension plans, and the ultra-rich, are increasingly putting their money into these catastrophe bonds, the most prominent type of insurance-linked securities. After record sales so far this year, the total catastrophe bond market now exceeds $41 billion, almost double its 2013 level. Only individuals worth at least $100 million typically are able to buy catastrophe bond funds. 
A new study has found that 12% of Americans are responsible for eating half of all beef consumed on a given day. Those 12%, most likely to be men or people between the ages of 50 and 65, eat what researchers called a disproportionate amount of beef on a given day. Dietary guidelines for Americans recommend four ounces per day of meat, poultry, and eggs combined for those consuming 2,200 calories per day. And now, the sounds of extinction. Golden lion tamarins are very small, very social South American primates with a magnificent reddish gold coat and a long backswept mane. Golden lion tamarins are omnivorous, feeding on fruits, insects, and small invertebrates. They are a social species and live in groups of two to eight family members. After a gestation period of about four and a half months, the female usually gives birth to twins. Golden lion tamarins are born fully furred with their eyes open. They cling to their mothers for the first few weeks. All members of the group will carry and care for the infants, but the adult male usually does the largest share of the work. The first year of life is the most difficult for golden lion tamarins. 50% of infants die during this time. The remaining individuals usually live for about eight years. Once down to 200 individuals in the wild, intensive conservation efforts have helped the population recover. And endangered species, there are only about 3,500 golden lion tamarins in the wild. And hear the sound of the golden lion tamarind. I see peace hit the talking heads like amazing facial tics. I see orangutans debating the mahogany loggers. I got to be surreal sometimes to understand. I see the plain truth rising like a 50s Japanese lizard. I see rec rooms devour Rupert Murdoch in front of his sons. I got to be exorcised sometimes to understand. I see new drug laws that give prosecutors no time to play with. I see the fine print open like a prison door. I got to be impossible sometimes to understand. I got to be surreal. I got to be exorcised. I got to be impossible sometimes to understand. You see, the Starbucks mermaid got her nipples back. You see, fake bohemianism swallowed by your sidewalks. You got to be surreal sometimes to understand. You see, the stock exchange paying for itself for once. You see, the CEO cannot cash his welfare check. You got to be exorcised sometimes. To understand. You see the tourists walk back 
words out of their pollution. You see them go home and demand a local paradise. You see, you got to be impossible sometimes to understand. I got to be surreal. I got to be exorcised. I got to be impossible. Impossible sometimes. Sometimes. To understand. To understand. To understand. Words. Something is happening with the earth and we don't know what it is. Well, if we do know, we don't have the words for it. Tragic, astonishing, overwhelming. And of course, not since records and unprecedented. These phrases are screaming and thrashing in the mouths of news anchors, but they don't say anything at all. This is the shocked edge of our language. And beyond the shocked edge lies the silence, looking down on us like outer space. We're not able to capture the horror of the experience of, say, a three-mile-wide tornado. When someone has lost everything, and that person watches a second person walk up to her and put a microphone in her face, and here comes the question, describe what you're feeling right now. Those are the wrong words, and the wrong words hang in the air. And the someone who lost everything, she stands there expressionless, out in the silence. I remember when I lost my father, I would think I was talking to him, but I only had that silence to work with, asking and answering, asking and answering, with wondrous thoughts. Are we trying to talk to the earth that way? We have no words for what the earth is doing. That must be why we don't know how to defend the earth. We haven't been doing a very good job, clearly. That's like saying that we don't know how to live here if we don't know the words, if we don't have the words. We don't know how to live here and we don't know what action to take against the poisoners of the earth. All I can think of doing is taking a long, long walk, days of walking, into that silence beyond the shock. Something is happening, and we don't know what it is. So let's not stand here talking anymore. That cloud, the tragic, astonishing, dark cloud, is beginning to spin.
to talk to you a moment about the riddle of our time. And we believe in the Earth Church. And we believe that the Earth is alive. There's the Earth right back there. The Earth is intelligent, conscious. The Earth is made of many other living beings, made of other living beings, made of other living beings, down to the thousands of unnameable animals inside of our guts here at the tables, and all the way back up again. Urzaluyah. Urzaluyah. Isn't it incredible? Praise be. The intelligence that follows us, whatever form it takes, might not resemble human beings. You have been listening to Earth Riot Radio, a production of the Church of Stop Shopping in New York City. Produced and engineered by Jason Candler with original music by the Fiery Eagles of Justice and Reverend Billy and the Stop Shopping Choir. News compiled by Savitri D with special thanks to Environmental Health Network, Manga Bay, and Fizz.org. Find us at RevBilly.com. The Sprouts theme music is Torpedoes on Tuesday by Poison Control Center. Sprouts is a weekly program produced in collaboration with community radio stations and independent producers across the globe. The program is coordinated and distributed by Pacifica Radio. If you or someone at your station has a radio production that you wish to showcase nationally on Sprouts, contact our air traffic controller, Ursula Breudenberg, at ursula at pacifica.org. That's U-R-S-U-L-A at pacifica.org. I'm Savitri D. in New York City. Thank you for listening and see you next week on Sprouts.